Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I've got two returning guests, Reese and Josh. Now, I'll put all the details in the description, but for those who are just tuning in, uh, Reese and Josh have been on um, an episode together before. Um, I believe it was episode 11, talking about transgender issues. And Josh is the co-host of the mini-series on the Genuine Chit Chat podcast called Science But Simple. He's also appeared in a couple of others as well. And Reese was on the first ever episode of Genuine Chit Chat too. Now, I wanted to get these guys on because um, they're both, I'd describe them as hardcore gamers. Uh, they both have PCs as well as several other game consoles and they absolutely bloody love video games. Now, I really, really like video games and I used to play as much as they did back in college and that sort of time. But over time, I've just got less and less time, especially because I do the podcast now and all sorts of other things. So I'm still interested in gaming in general and the gaming industry and that sort of thing. But I just don't have enough time to play video games all the time because I choose to do other things. Such so speaks to you lovely people. So this is another two-part chat, so obviously part two will be released next week as usual. Um, basically in this part we talk about, we sort of reminisce for a while, I mean the first five minutes we just kind of talk about random stuff, then we reminisce about Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter and a few other things, you know Devil May Cry, Halo, and we talk about cheat codes, things like that. We get into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and uh, mining uh, cryptocurrencies and things like that, which I had no idea about, so that's really interesting. Uh, we talk about cryptocurrencies for a little bit, uh, and then kind of towards the end of the chat, we talk about um, basically sort of pay-to-play games, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and why that's like such an issue, as well as you know Steam and game curation and that sort of thing. So it, it's kind of, we start talking about video games and things, and then we kind of slowly delve into some of the issues with the industry, and then before we delve too deep, we kind of stop there. Um, or rather I stopped the recording there we kept chat chatting and stuff so next week will be a continuation of that chat the next week is a lot more about the politics and gaming and all the sorts of issues with the gaming industry whereas this one's more of a general overview about you know reminiscent of sort of games that give us nostalgia games we used to have fun playing and then you know sprinklings of other stuff such as you know the cryptocurrency loot boxes and that sort of thing so you know part one's a bit more varied part two is a lot more about the industry as a whole so you know make sure you stay tuned for that now, before we get started, it's going to be a quick promo from the Comedy Geek podcast, and then it's going to get straight into it. So um, I'm going to stop going on and rambling and uh, leave you guys to it. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys, and um, I'll be back at the end for more info. Get out! Everybody out! It's coming! It's coming! I can't believe the cheek of it! Absolutely ridiculous! Outrageous behaviour! Scandalous! The audacity! This could be a life-or-death situation. Show me your bum. There's no money. There's no money left. It's all gone into Bitcoin. And the policy codes apply with I am a real doctor. Hang on. Is this porn? No. No, no, no. no. It's not porn. No, it's no, not no, porn. Definitely not. No, no. no. Jame of Thrones, Jim Appel. Jame on toast, Jim Bob. What? In my opinion, there was a total lack of things being stuck up other things. The Comedy Geek Podcast. Search for Comedy Geek on your favourite podcast app. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. What? The little imp thing that you chase around in the Sacred Grove of Twilight Princess. You're all bad. Oh, that's what you're saying. I asked what it's for. Yeah. Okay. 
So my, that, that it uses that Saria Saria song music and the little empty thing that you're chasing around is Skull Kid, as in from Majora's Mask, Skull Kid. My favourite uh, from that is uh, from Zelda's always the Great Fountain tune. I think that's still my ringtone, isn't it? Deal, 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 that one. That's exactly how it sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's the version I've got. That's actually the version I've got. I know exactly what you mean. Great Fairy Fountain. Yeah, I fucking love it. I've got the uh, the metal version of it on my phone. It's my ringtone, so. I still stand by um, uh, Song of Time slash the Temple of Time theme which I hear from Twilight Princess. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Zelda music's great. I mean, you can go and um, see the orchestra thing in London and pay for that. I mean, I wouldn't personally go. I mean, I love Star Wars music as well, but I wouldn't pay to go see an orchestra play all the Star Wars music. I like, like, two Star Wars songs loads. And the rest of it's like, meh, it's good. But I suppose it'd be an experience when it'd be pretty cool. And that is why you are an uncultured are a casual. <laughs> oh, I'm a filthy casual. Yeah. I have started recording, just so you know. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what your game is. Yeah, that's how I roll. Josh is used to this. Josh is... Uh, what is this now? What, four science but simples? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, four science but simples, uh, and then one with Reese and one with Wayne. So, and Reese has returned after a hiatus, even though there wasn't a hiatus at all. I've just been doing other things and getting more interesting people on. You can take that from him. The second is not talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was like recorded. Just you like, just, like, yeah, people listening are just like, what the hell? Like, who is this Reese? There's no one else there. No, we, we could just we could do, we're going to do that in the next show then. And that will yeah. sounds simple. We're going to pretend you're there. I was like, do you have any input, Reese? Okay, yeah, it turns so, out at the end, I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> like, bye guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> or maybe I'm just going to get that sound clip now and I'll use that <laughs> that exact sound clip. Um, I want to get you guys on because I want to talk about gaming. Um, actually, no, that's because that's what I wanted to do. Well, you want to talk about gaming? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not all about you, though, is it? So I, think I agree. No, no, Josh. It's the time we had an intervention. What better time to do it than... Yeah, but this is it. Broadcasted uh, if this was only live on the air, but it's not. <laughs> so it's pre-recorded. But no, you have a problem, Josh. Because it's actually not all about you. And you keep saying in the podcast, it's actually a real big problem. Like, I've had people sending you... <laughs> <laughs> I've had people sending emails to me and be like, dude, why are you continuing the podcast with this Josh guy? Like, he keeps thinking it's all about him, man. Like, can't you just tell that it's actually not? Like, it's legit not about him at all. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just we intelligent people, oh. like, like like Brian Cox, always just tend to. Oh god, I I'm sure he's great in terms of like all his science and all that sort of thing. But Brian Cox, just the way that he talks, is so good, grinds me entirely. Uh, the Josh wrong hates way. it. What? Josh I, really hates it. I hate it so much. You've seen people do impressions of him before. <laughs> no, so good. So I assume that's probably hilarious because yeah. I hate the boy. <laughs> and I find that absolutely fascinating. I can't do that. That was at Leeds, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. It's like northern, I'm terrible. Something, like that. something yeah. north. Yeah, yeah, something, something north. Anything northern than London is north for people down south. So is it above <laughs> London? Yeah, well, that's we're, fucking north enough. Then I don't go far on the M25. That is my limit. I go to Wales sometimes because that's not up as much. It's more to the left. We're, like, on the south coast. Unless it's, like, I don't know, Portsmouth or Land's End, everything's north. <laughs> Yeah. Bas- well, yeah, it's literally just Cornwall's purpose, the old Cornwall but yeah. poor. I actually found out today no, that it. I think it's Venice. I think it's Venice. In Italy. Is, yeah, in Italy. I think it's Venice. So might be slightly wrong. Is further north than Montreal, Canada. And I read it. I was like, that's not right. And I saw it on a, a Ask Reddit thread for like, what sounds wrong, but it is right. So you look it up on the map, and you can literally see it is higher. It, is it because it, like Montreal's really it, low in Canada, it, and the, it the, is low in the, Canada, and like, Venice is on the absolute top? It's right next to the border, isn't it? On, it is top, yeah. So essentially, the very, very, very top of Italy just overlaps the very, very bottom of Canada. You, whenever I think of a map, I don't think of Europe. 
being that high up. But it is. Well, it's more like Canada and, and the USA. It's actually a lot lower down than you think. Yeah. It's because we yeah. feel like we're quite high up on the map. Best way to remember it is like you got like a upside down L shape for for uh, Africa. And then you got South Africa. It seems like it fits into it. So it's like diagonal. Yeah. So it makes sense South that America Europe is. Yeah, yeah South, yeah. South Africa. South America. Yeah. Good gaming chat, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy for this to go. And now, yeah, that, that map game is probably one of the best games I've yeah. played. Oh, yeah, that's Civilizations, then. <laughs> just about Civ Five. But this, this, you know, even though I do want it to generally, I do want to chat about gaming. It's not uh, exclusive. It's not, I'm not allowing tangents. I mean, I have, I'm timing it, and you've only got uh, two minutes left of tangents left, and I'm going to start, you know, pausing the podcast, and you guys <laughs> put your shit you together. You've already had to fucking sort Josh out because he thinks it's all about him when it's not. Yeah. And, you know, if you guys keep going on tangents on a free-for-all conversation, podcast it's not right is it conversation between mates going off on tangents how fucking dare you can't deal with this it, chaos it, it's all these big well not big that's the point quotas coming from the EU as soon as we leave and get Brexit over and done with you can podcast whatever you want yeah see that's the problem it's, it's Brexit we need to get that out of the way and then we'll all be okay even though we'll probably make everything much worse but I'm not going to get into that uh, that is something I'm going to Scooch on by because I know what happens if me and Josh start talking about politics. I have no idea what that sound is. You just make it makes me uncomfortable. I don't make a sound. It's <laughs> all so in your head, Josh. Because it's all about you. Uh, anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be the the gaming uh, podcast because I was gonna talk to you guys because I know that. Do you listen to the Jimquisition one as well, Reese, or do you just which one? Uh, Jimquisition. Both podcasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, because I know there's because I don't listen to any, any gaming podcasts. So I've listened to one ever, um, which was the one with zero punctuation in it, the uh, roundtable one. No, that's not roundtable. Oh, wasn't it? Which one was that? that was, um, oh, the, t- the gentleman. No. Are you on about which one? Total biscuit, biscuit uh, co-optional podcast. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, listen, I listen to one of them. Um, that, but you guys like you listen to that one, Reese, and then you listen. Do you listen to that one as well, Josh? I go for that one sometimes. There's the Jimquisition, which is uh, essentially the generally comes out on I think it's, yeah it's Mondays. Yeah, and then sometimes there's an extra one during the week, depending if some real shady shit's going down. I don't even know um, if you had. I don't even have one. I have to listen to that. Well, you didn't know, no, that's not the podcast. This is like the YouTube ones that come out on Mondays that are oh, about right. ten to fifteen minutes long. But he does have a podcast. And as then well, there's the he? podcast called uh, the Podquisition. Yeah. Which I, I do listen to. And that has um, uh, Laura Dale, which you know about her from the D&D podcast that I was, yeah. uh, mentioned to you as well. And uh, Gavin, I don't know any last name, but he... Uh, Rooster I, Teeth. Yeah, I was going to say he's the Rooster Teeth guy. Maybe his boyfriend. Well, I think they're not together anymore. Yeah. Are they? Pretty damn sure. Well, I don't know. Whoever Gavin is, he's Irish. Oh, right. oh, Irish, he goes no. by the, uh, the the YouTube name is Miracle of Sound no, it's so it's definitely not him and I'm pretty sure he recently got engaged so oh, right. I was thinking it's Rooster Teeth I'm pretty yeah, sure it's yeah. not Rooster Teeth because well, he's no. quite he is quite uh, popular oh yeah you're right Gavin is still with her I think um, I think what it was I saw something about Meg Turney at some point uh, and she did a post and I thought it was insinuating she was single or something and I think I just assumed wrongly clearly but that's nice you know she's lovely and he, he seems cool okay, but, he's a legend it's definitely not Rooster Teeth. Slow Guys, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's Slow Mo Guys, Rooster Teeth, Red vs. Blue. They've done a lot of... They're a lot of the early uh, people on the internet. Mm. Um, people on the internet, man. I sound about fucking 80. <laughs> Jesus, on that World Wide Web. Uh, yeah, but I want to get you guys on because obviously you not only listen to the podcast, but you're much more... Like, I used to be... I'd say during college time... Uh, in the if I had to self-label I know that you guys probably still are he's a hardcore gamer someone who plays all the time really into games I used to chill out to games as well I used to be playing them constantly uh, and then I just kind of end up liking other stuff as well and not having enough time for it and now I haven't played I haven't played a game uh, apart from Smash Bros with you I haven't played a game 
excluding like the, the was it Jackbox when we had parties or whatever mm-hmm. people over. Um, apart from that, I haven't played Dark Souls or anything like that for I think it's two months now. I really don't play it. I just I haven't. The thing is, when Jedi Fallen Order comes out, probably in a year or whatever, like I'm getting that no matter what, I'm going to play that straight away. It's it's different. It's add to the narrative, but and Doom. And Doom Eternal comes out. Oh, yeah. I, I can't. Not, it's, I'm it's gonna not, buy that not, straight not, will a fucking way. Like, well, when will we well, buy yeah, it? Like, like when are you actually gonna improve your life? <laughs> that's what Doom. Doom. Yeah. Like that remake of Doom. I was so blown away by how fucking good that was. I remember you saying it was amazing, and I watched you play a bit, and I was like, this is even enjoyable to watch. And then you play it like this is so good. Like you've, yeah. every move, they're so heavy in the right way. And when you're ripping those demons apart, it's it's unbelievable. But I want to get you on there because you're both gamers a lot more than I am. I'm a filthy casual. You are indeed. I'm like, I've gone down. It's, fil- it's it's declined over the months for a while. I was like, no, maybe I'm not, because I do play occasionally, and now it's two months without drought, and that's not uncommon for me. So it's filthy casual. I don't know anything. Honest game trailers, you know, the, uh, they do on Smosh, and with the guy does the honest trailer guy from Screen Junkies. He does the, a lot of them, and now two-thirds of the games they mentioned I've never heard of. <laughs> I go, oh, no. I remember when I first started, I knew every fucking game, and now it's like... Mm. I've been playing The Crash... Oh yeah, that's great. The redo that, yeah, it's much much easier than I remember. I found that all of it was excluding in in the first game because you said the first first game is still the hardest, if you ask me. I only found two levels on that game drove me mad. Which ones? (coughs) Which ones are they? Um, (coughs) One of them was the one we have to keep climbing. It's uh, the Great Climb, the second one. The one that's really really long, and it's basically where there's like a the you walk across and you get to a point where there's just this wooden background of like tubes of uh, something and you have to just go so high and take the, the, the platform that's been yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's the yeah. first one isn't it? yeah that's the yeah, first, that's first, yeah, first game the second level that's the first oh, game no, right, but there's yeah. a sec- there's two versions of that level yeah, you know they yeah, repeat yeah. and crash basically yeah. every level's got at least another one that's harder it was one of them and the it's the, the polar bear ones no the warthog one where what you be- this one the way you're riding the warthog where you're riding the warthog and you have to jump on turtles or something. Oh, right, yeah. And there's the bridge. No, it's not even on the warthog. <laughs> that, there's a, that's a part of it, but on the bridge bit. You know, you have to jump across the bridges. <laughs> yeah, with and the, the, the warthogs running back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And there's oh, there's, there's literally, like, the space of it is absolutely minuscule. I got so, can, so triggered by that. You can... Jump um, and walk on the rope. Yeah. yeah. But there's yeah, a certain... It's really, the, the, like, the, the hitbox there is quite small. Yeah. So you have to be very, very... In, in, on the yeah. middle of the rope when you step off. Exactly, yeah. And it's... It's one of those where I, I was getting so frustrated with it. I mean, I spent... I played it once for like an hour and a half. I was like, I can't do this. So I stopped. And then the next night I played it. I think it took me... It's somewhere between two and four hours. I can't remember exactly what? where. On one level. Oh I was just... God. I could not do it. I couldn't... I think it was close to two, but I was on it for ages. I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, I know exactly what to do. Burr, 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 fail. Okay. Burr, burr, fail. Okay. Burr, fail. Okay. Fail. Okay. Fail. Okay. And I was just like, okay. And then I got like quite far and you get really close and then it's like gone. And then I'd get to the checkpoint and I'd keep getting to almost the same part, mm. but I'd have lost so many lives. You just get one slip up. And the problem is the start of the level, you start to learn just all on the back of your hand. You don't have to think about it. You just, you think about the timing of everything. But when you fuck up once, you know, you're just, you're so ready to get back into it and you're like, okay, perhaps we start whatever, just done. And then you just keep you don't even think about what you're doing and then you just mess up then. This is why I am so glad that the the life system, like the n- number of lives that you have left system is pretty much redundant these days. Oh, the whole you yeah, get through a level. New, new games that come out like hardly ever as far as I'm aware have like proper like Mar- life Nintendo and then like you, en- you run out of lives 
game over, start from the very beginning. It's very arcade, isn't it? Well, yeah. it depends on what degree you mean. If you mean literally game over, as in completely the end, then that hasn't happened yeah. except for certain... Binding of Isaac has that, doesn't it? You're going like the story mode and arcade modes. Binding of Isaac's like that, isn't it? If you die, you start the game again. Yeah, that's just the genre. Yeah, that's what I mean, is there are certain games that still do it. Roguelike, there you go. But like, there's other games... But Do you mean like start the level again annoys you, or... No, what you it's just it's just the system because like it, it, at the end of the day in I believe it was different in the crash and the first crash you didn't have the ability to to save readily on the original one. You I could, don't. I, don't, yeah, I, don't I think you had, to save. Go, you had to go to a certain. You had to also. get to a certain point and then it would say the CM has now been saved yeah. at this stage. Like you essentially had you had checkpoints within levels, but you did a certain amount of levels to reach a checkpoint, and it's like okay, the game is saved. Mm. I can't go back from that point now. Right. Like you could get to the, almost the end of the first world and think, oh, I've got to go now. Or something. Oh, yeah. And then you'd lose all that progress. Was that the same map system? Because I don't recall if they're... Yeah, on the island. It was to do with that, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. There, there was no overworld like, manual saving. Because I never finished the first Crash game when I had it because I got the second Crash game first and I preferred it so much more because obviously graphically and like, kind of the way it runs, it's better. I Even find if... I used to be... I used to think the first one was the best one. Now it's, it's the second one. Yeah, The second is. one's the best See, one. that's, that's what I have found when I played Wrath of Quartics. It's so good. I think I think the first one is better than the third one, though. The third one has things in it from the second one that make the second one great, but mm. they put so much stupid shit in it. Yeah. I played it for a bit and I got turned off from it because I went on it and it was like... One There's of the Egyptian levels, levels quite a lot, isn't there? It was a level where, like, you're like you're playing as Coco, like the girl, and yeah. then you're on, like a, a jet ski, and you're going for oh, some stupid course, and it's like, what? <laughs> like, what is this? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's going too, it's too far out there. I mean, a bazooka and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, the apple I'd rather it just being thing. hardcore platforming, like the second one is in the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first one just did like just just platforming, mm-hmm. had better AI mechanics, and it was just they just played with platforming. And then the second one, they were like, they could do weird stuff like climb on gratings and slide and do a extra big jump with a certain manoeuvre you can do that on the second one yeah that's what I'm saying on the second one obviously, that's what, obviously you like the small additions that add mechanics yeah. but you don't like, like so the first one's just just platformer yeah. and then the second one is that but then they've added loads of stuff in like the, the levels where you can like go into the ground underground and you can, yeah like, yeah I yeah. think the second one is, is my favourite but I, I can't remember the third or first one like I played the first one recently but I when I on my playthrough again on the HD version I haven't played the second one com- to completion I got about I was quite far through it and I was getting quite a lot of the gems and stuff as I went so like trying to get because sometimes you get to the end of the level and it's like oh I'm one down from one box and it's yeah. like I need to go back on that level and find that box <laughs> like, I do that occasionally is a, is a green gem in that game when you know the special gems it's like, I think it's like five coloured gems oh, the, the, whole the first one that you get is ridiculous well other than the green one you go into less like sewer level which I actually found without like, looking online <laughs> but you go into a sewer level and it splits off in two paths mm. twice and one path you kind of go into a room and it's got a bunch of nitro boxes yeah and you don't really see a reason to get to the back. Near the back, there's quite a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost a wall of them. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's like a box near the front. You have to go through some larger boxes, get the box, then go back, and then go the right way. But if you don't take if you don't take any hits from the beginning of the level up to that point, you should just before that little point where you can go left and right, you should get the like the third level of Uka Uka mm. or whatever it's called. So you become complete invincible. invulnerability. Yeah. 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 So you can basically just run in there and you blow up all the nitros so you can get to the back. And then the back is like this huge vault door. There's loads of them all over all of the level. But if you walk into it, you just clip through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just and you get an it. achievement mm-hmm. as well, yeah, or a trophy rather. Yeah, because yeah, right, I did you're that. the corner, there's another room, and then I saw the nitro, and I was like, there's no reason, all the nitro be here, unless yeah. there's a button to break them all. And if you get, I think that's one of the levels where you finish, and there's no blow up a ball with nitro button or something. I can't remember. But it's something like that, and I remember being like, or, or the blow up a button was good, you go past the point you can't go back, mm-hmm. or something like that. Because I remember when I did that, I was like, I saw the nitro, and I was like, there's something fishy here. Yeah. 
I think I didn't have old unvulnerability. Un- I think I just had two Akuka masks and I just walked into it because I was like, fuck it. Because in that game, in the first three Crash games, you can touch Nitro boxes with an Akuka mask and live. But with the the games after that, what was the one? The one with Crunch in it. There's something else on Cortex. It went off the rails after that, didn't it? That one wasn't too bad, but then I know you... So really Wrath of Cortex the second one, yeah? But yeah, it's, it's Crash, Wrath of Cortex, uh, Warped, and then there's Warped, the one with... It. Warped after and three. Yeah. Um, then it's the one that introduces Crunch. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly... Yeah, it's like Chris... Google that. Um, he was... It's 360, wasn't it? It's Wrath of Cortex. Yeah. What? It says Wrath I think, of... Yeah, I think Crash I think 2 is just Crash 2. Cortex no. Strikes Back. Cortex Strikes Back. That's oh, it. Yeah, yes, that's it. That's it. It's, oh, man, there were probably people listening to that screaming, but we've done it, guys. We did it. We got to it. Um, yeah, so it's... Wrath of Cortex is four, and then it got passed over to uh, no, another company, I think. Yeah, well, then there was Twin Sanity. Twin Sanity. Twin Because you liked that. It was under that. a different dev team. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I like The one thing, it was more open world. It had some really funny moments. Um, a bit more like characterization to things rather than just old oh, platform, 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 like a bit more like story ish in a way. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of mechanics in it, very interesting. The entire soundtrack, the entire soundtrack is a cappella. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. the point where there's a thing where Cortex ends up being chased by a bear with a load of bees, gets a, a beehive on his head, and there's just an acapella version of Flight of the Bumblebee going like. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Like the whole time, it's just like, and it's one of those ones where Cortex is going over the back and you're in the front and having to do things in the front that changes things to the back so the Cortex doesn't die. <laughs> and it's it's completely nonsensical, but it's it's great. It's like I don't think objectively I wouldn't say it's a good game, but I'd say that it is definitely enjoyable to play. Yeah. I found uh, it's just there is no need to make it as like you know like you said they make more about the story and character yeah. and stuff. It's like there's no point. Mm-hmm. It's like. People love Crash because it's simple. He's a, what was he? He's a Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Of course, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Lombax because I've been playing Ratchet and Clank. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's just an animal. He says one word or he says one thing like ever or something, which is the, the first cutscene in the first game where he gets knocked mm-hmm. out the window and he goes, he says something, doesn't he? I can't remember. He says there's that, and then also if you get a certain like, oh, oh and, yeah, and you get a certain gem or something in the game, and he goes yeah. They're the oh. two. It's yeah, it's two things I recall. But the only like, actual proper dialogue mm. is the start cutscene, like full it's on. Like, it's basically what what's happened is is his natural course because it started completely a hardcore platformer, and they kept shoving in random stuff like features and the features, mm. and then making it like I said the ski, the jet ski level, <laughs> and it's just like why are you doing this? You're taking away what we loved about Crash, and they keep going and this ki- no, logical step is add story. I don't ruin Crash for me. Uh, the thing, thing is, though, when you actually play it, a lot of Twin Sanity's um, gameplay, it has the plat- platforming, but also combines it a bit with almost like you're trying to solve small puzzles about how do I go about this platforming section, mm. as well as collecting the things that you need to collect in terms of the getting power crystals. And um, also... Blah, 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 being instead of just being like uh, going straight or going sideways, it's a completely fr- free camera 3D space. Yeah, and it allows the level to be developed in an entirely different way, and it's an entirely different experience. Different, but not as focused. No, yeah, I agree with that. I just, yeah. I just appreciate the the standard platform for, for mm-hmm. me a lot. I've been playing a game called Celeste recently. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is literally just. That, that game is literally nothing else but a platformer. Absolutely nothing else. Like, nothing. 
It's just platforming, and it's just it, it's just explores. Also, Crash what you the original was three D as well. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not as open to three D, but it's still three D. No, it was three D as in as in the space is free roam three D. Crash has been always been three D, but it's been like well. I 2.5 think 2.5D is the term that to a use. degree but there are certain levels where you do there's quite a lot of levels can, particularly like about half, the, the second, first game there's less of them but the, yeah. the, the, the levels that are the levels that I'd say you're thinking of where you're going straight and you're like into the screen they're just almost like 2D but in the other direction not exactly no because there's a lot of su- there's the sewer levels there's some of the water levels there's the in Crash 3 especially there's all the Egyptian levels where with most Crash games there's basically a square like that and you're running like that and you're avoiding both you're moving forwards and backwards like that because you obviously have like to go that. through through How about the levels. Like it's, it's still How about like this? it's still okay. Yeah, I know. Podcast, <laughs> I know. It's still heavily linearized in a way. To insanity, is, oh, yeah. it's, it's definitely just, linear, but I wouldn't say it's two D. It's linear, but it's a platformer, so it's like that's what you expect from a platformer. Well, that, well, that, which I guess is is kind of a silly thing to say. Like we expect it to be linear, so no one should be innovative. Yeah, but, but you know, yeah, but Super Mario Crash and was it Odyssey? Home that they've changed it. Huh? Odyssey is one of those examples, which is a platformer, but it's full three D, and I still haven't played that. Odyssey, Mario Odyssey. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, really platform, yeah. yeah. Oh, really but then just... that's that's uh, essentially um oh, well obviously it's, it's its own thing, but it's come from the same place that um uh Super Mario sixty four. Mm. Yeah. And then after that Mario Sunshine. Yeah. And, I love Mario Sunshine um, so much. In the way that see in a way like, twin sanity the way I'm thinking about it is that in although it's not a level based thing, it's much more of a like there's the different parts of the world you can just go to. Yeah. Once you have them available by going to them through story almost. Yeah. Um it has the same sort of like play style as the Spyro games. Or Jack and Daxter or something. Or Jack and Daxter. Well, Jack and Daxter are made by Naughty Dog as well. So. Yeah. Like, Jack and Daxter, the first one, is literally just Crash Bandicoot. Like, it's almost... It's, it's got, like, one extra mechanic and it's literally almost the same. Pretty it's, sure your attack is a spin, isn't it? Yeah, it's literally <laughs> a spin and it makes all the uh, same noise. you got a punch and a spin. Yeah. Just, and then there's the eco stuff as well. Yeah, it, it the doesn't add The second one came out and it's better. And then the third one came out and it's and it, one of the best games ever made. I actually found out that it's, you can buy it off... Or you can download it from the PS4 store. Oh, really? Yeah, got, yeah, you I've can just buy it. It's on PS4. I give a fuck, mate. Third one. Okay. Yeah, the first one. I'm I really, I really, I really like the first one. one. First, I really one. Like the first, first one's good. One, yeah. The first one's good. The second one is really good. Then the third one, storytelling and playstyle and free roamability and how far it was for like a PS2, <laughs> absolutely unparalleled. It's just so atmosphere. fucking good. The atmosphere. I loved all like it's dark. I get, like, as I get hell. nostalgia thinking hell, about when I say hell like that. Does it? Does it still have the like? I just remember playing with uh, the precursor legacy with Kieran like. For so long, um, the everything in my game is so over animated. Brighton, like no, as in the anima- the actual animation itself, mm. to the point where you just like keep pausing and unpausing during cutscenes and watching people speak, and they end up like. <laughs> no, it, it calms down a lot. Like they, they make yeah. it like real deep and like it's almost yeah. like you know you're Harry Potter and then the game yeah. is like and then you go to the end and it's like the most dark fucking shit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's like that, but it's not that dark, but it is dark. No, but in fact, you can Jack actually like really dark. Dark three, you can turn uh, dark three. <laughs> dark three, you can turn Jack. No, you can turn uh, <laughs> in Jack three. You can make him. You get like light and dark powers. So yeah. you basically, turn like an okay. angel version of yourself and then oh, like wow. a demon version of yourself. I've never played it. So. You've never played Jack three. No. Jesus, I've only ever played the first one. God, you've never played Jack two. You've never, mate. The game literally. PS two. The game literally the whole way it works. PS one. I had Crash Team Racing. That's but you have guns. You're a psychopath. No. You, you, you don't own a PS2. No. Those are two conflicting statements. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, um, with Jack 2 and 3, the thing is with both of them is like, 
they add so much more depth than Jack 1 has by so far. You have guns as well as attacks. You drive vehicles. You have, obviously, Dax has really many things. The hopper. Do you remember the hopper vehicle? Oh, it's just like a boom. And just, it's like, go-to vehicle. It was actually like on, um, what was it? Uh, you, do you remember Simpsons Hit and Run? And you put in a cheat where you honk your horn and then you like fling in the air and you can like go to like broken parts of the map and shit. Mm. That game was so good too. I was thinking about this the other day because obviously I was playing Ratchet and Clank. But in Ratchet and Clank 2... I think I'm pretty sure it's two. There was a level where you use the grinding rails a lot. Yeah, I did. I remember that level very vividly. Very vividly. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a sort of future. It's a water. It's like a water worldy sort of, of thing. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get water. a certain weapon there. I can't remember which one it is. Something like that. Anyway, you you go onto the rails, and there's a bit where you're going like over, like you know, the the floor is fog because you're so high up, kind of yeah. thing. And it's like building rooftops and or like I can't remember if it's rooftops or just floating islands or something like that. And you see them off in the distance. They, they are actually background. They look like background stuff. Sort of lower res. And you meant to go past them and finish the rail. But there's a certain part where you can jump off. And as long as you don't veer off course, you can aim for one of those spots to land on in the background. And you can actually reach it using like the copter thing. Yeah. If you reach there, you go to a certain building. You go around the edge of the outside of the building. And then you walk into, into the building in a certain spot. And you clip through the wall. And then you're halfway in the wall... Uh, it, it, you're halfway in the floor so you're basically if you were inside the building at the top of your head would be sticking out the floor right. and there's a teleporter you can just see into the room and you can see a teleporter and you have to get over there and there's absolutely shitloads of enemies I mean like so many they wouldn't have placed them that there choreographed it's mm-hmm. like they're all like clipping through each other yeah. if you can make around that awkward mess you go for the teleporter and it teleports you to the Insomniac Museum Oh, I've heard about this. And they're also about this. the developers. They have one of them in each game, I think, in really? each Ratchet and Clank game. I loved it. It's the best Easter egg I've ever seen in my life. It's basically. Did you, that Did you know that about that, or did you just find it? I knew about it, yeah. I saw oh, online, okay. yeah. There's no way in hell I would have done that. Hmm. But you go there, it's basically like this big, massive room, or multiple rooms, really. And it has. It's like everything cut from the game. And you go over there and you click on this thing and then you hear a developer talking about this thing, how long it took. Yeah, just interesting facts <laughs> that's about a, that's the design. That's a really nice Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. It's so awesome. There's like, they have like a, the water effects because like when the water effects in games start getting really good and they actually look dynamic and real. Yeah. And there's a little floating square of water effects. <laughs> and you can like walk over it and it'll animate it. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's just, it was great. It shows you all the vehicles they cut and all sorts of uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I can't remember when or I, I don't know if, I never reached it, I don't think. Or did I? I, do you remember in uh, gaming magazines you used to get those little cheat books that came with it yeah, and yeah. it would be they're old school I think I think I chucked one of them away when I moved actually because I thought hey they're kind of nifty and I was like is there any real reason I need to keep one of these um, or did I keep one I don't know but I remember having them and it would be like there'd be some ones that you'd get this and you'd be like oh my god I can use cheats in a game whereas now it's like literally Google it like you could literally you have something in your pocket you can access all the internet in the world right now whereas us it's like you have to buy a magazine or these book things and just hope and like, you can flick through it but obviously only if you buy it mm. so you're like I hope there's got a game in I want and it's got like a few previous GTA 5 cheats or 5 3 and uh, things like that and I just remember with that uh, with that game, it said in there like a little thing of how to get to the Insomniac Museum. Yeah, I think that's. It was, do but I don't think it was that game. Cheats, the website. I can't remember which game it was though. That's just the the like back then. There was game the way that, that, that that information spread. Like, yeah, it wasn't build the plethora of ability to get online information from everything. It was word of mouth sometimes. There was like, yeah. be tons of, I remember meeting people when I'd be on like uh, other school trips or like going on like, play schemes and stuff in the 66 holidays and you'd be talking to someone about games and they'd be like, oh, do you know in uh, GTA you can do this cheat? And you're like, oh, I didn't know about shit. that. And you like, you write them down, you get like scraggly bits of paper where you write in like pencil or pen or whatever and you do like up the uh, all the arrows and stuff and you just remember how to do it all. Some of that barely exists anymore at all because the internet but it was amazing at the time with game myths. 
Hmm. So like GTA San Andreas, it was like, oh, there is actually Chewbacca is in the game. Oh. And there's all these like weird like ways people are saying how to, how to catch them. The ultimate one is Mew being underneath the, the truck, is it, or boat or something? Oh, in the SSN in Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Mew being there, which I don't think it is. No, I think it is actually. It is, but I think you need some sort of... Do you it's think it's a very specific like situation you need to fulfill to actually get it? It's really... I thought it was one of those things we need one of those things from like a Pokemon event. Like in real life. Uh, no, it was something to do with you go in the Pokemon Center and do something else and then you um, go up and then you do some... It's it's a really like specific uh, set of um, actions to the point where you need to walk into the grass, find an Abra in a particular space, don't move after that, you just teleport straight back to the, tel- to the center and I, I think it's something to do with that. It's, it's really weird and convoluted. Missing nose, missing nose. Yeah, missing missing nose is the other one. That's, that's weird. But it, when you do so, you do a certain thing, you can give it a certain thing, and it basically duplicates all the items. Oh, uh, so it? you get infinite master ball, like ninety nine master ball, ninety nine red candy. You could do that like, so yeah. easily in gold and silver. But wasn't there, the, so wasn't there a way though in, in red or blue that if you do it wrong, you just literally corrupt yeah, your whole you game? Break Having right. missing nose in your game, or catching missing nose, makes it so that your your game's save will probably corrupt at some point. Basically, I'm pretty sure. Right, this makes your game save unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a cloning glitch in. Oh, well, you put it in, yeah. in and out the Pokemon bank, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, no, so. it was you. Is you, that you, how you, you use the move? I think it was the move Pokemon feature, and then you move it between boxes. And then while it's saving, you turned it off yeah. and it duplicated the Pokemon. You could do that with trading as well. If you tr- on certain Pokemon games, if you trade it with someone with a wire, you get to a point where you both basically have the Pokemon, and you turn it off to back on. You both have the Pokemon. <laughs> so, but they're the old school things. Like literally, certain some were myths, obviously, but other ones. It's like um, things that actually worked, and it's just you spread by word of mouth, like mm-hmm. missing notes, things like that. It's crazy the the way it was. But um, one of the things, uh, as I said, one of the kind of reasons I want to get you on here, it's obviously to talk about all these things, but was uh, it's quite good talking about <laughs> remembering about cheats and things like that. And now it's a good segue into how do you cheat in games now? We well, don't. <laughs> you buy things to make you better than other people. Like there's yeah. no game. You can't get Game Shark anymore, can you? No. Exploder. Do you remember Exploder, though, from the Exploder, PS? That no, stuff was no. weird. I had that for the GameCube. I had one where I could do, like, certain things. Like, I think it was... I can't remember if this was one or I'm just imagining it. It was, like, Infinite War on Mario Sunshine and, like, Infinite uh, Magic stuff on um, Star Fox Adventures, things like that. And by, I had one... It's one Pokemon Colosseum. I think it was Exploder as well. Also. Yeah. It's like Exploder. Like There's yeah. no E on it. And it was uh, for Final Fantasy... 10 part 2 yeah and it was all stupid sheets on there like you know infinite health crap like that one of them was I always thought it was funny which is infinite money yeah there's a spell in that game or an ability or whatever called um, spare change where you throw a percentage of I think I think, you, I think you actually can specify it you specify how much which game is the actual money uh, Final Fantasy 10 part 2 right okay you can, you can basically throw a certain amount of your money and you mm. can Put in that money. I'm pretty sure like, how much you want to do, and you can throw all the money you have, and the, amount, the more money you throw at the enemy, it's like, a, it's like an area effect thing. The yeah. more damage you'll do. But you could use the you could use the uh, exploder cheat to get like nine 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 which is the money. Yeah, and you do it, and you just literally one shot absolutely every single thing in the entire game, including the last boss. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I remember there's another one like that. So essentially, infinite money was motherload on Sims. Oh yeah, motherload. Like motherload fifty thousand. Simoleons. Mother like 50,000 Simoleons. 
Oh, oh the biggest house puzzle. Yeah. When you type it in the, uh, there's like a cheat bike. Or it. essentially like a command prompt. Yeah. There were yeah. certain things, because there are certain games that just like uh, have them and you either unlock what they are, like Guitar Hero, you play the game and when you get a certain point, like if you already know the cheat, you can just get it. But the only way you can know it is if the game tells you essentially or if someone else tells you. So it's it's kind of, that's a clever way of doing it. But then there are other games where it have like a cheat thing in the menu and there's certain games I've got, a lot of them on Game Boy Advance and things like that, which are, I think a lot of them are ports from like the snares and things like that. Where it's just like, I never, the game never tells you what the cheat codes are. You just either, there's like, you know, special events you go to and they tell you a certain cheat code and you get a certain thing, or you just have to know. Well, or people will just download aimbots, scripts, macros, things that basically take elements of playing the game out of their hands and let the computer do it hmm. so that they basically just they, they win because they have the computer basically making the best decision at all times Counter yeah, Strike but, has a problem with that yeah, yeah but obviously games on PC is different because you can input a thing that can essentially crack it but with like a Game Boy Advance or like a SNES there's not you obviously there is a way to eventually crack it in things but I mean like games that already have it specifically built in the menu that want like do you want to you're have talking about things that as long as it's in cheats yeah yeah okay oh okay I see that's there's, a, there's a cheat code for Crash Bandicoot 1 that I knew off by heart and it was so long I can't remember how many how many think, inputs it was I think it was at least 25 was that like, pretty much like the it was a lot of everything, everything yeah. yeah oh one of those ones there was a lot of, I'd say like not maybe maybe not a majority but a very good fraction of uh of PS1 games had that sort of thing in them. Like a surprising amount where you could just... Uh, on the, it's normally on the... Pl- where it said press start where you can basically press any button apart from start and it won't actually do anything. That's I remember there was um, the ones for Crash Team Racing because you could unlock like all the different races and maps and everything um, as well as the bosses mm-hmm. to use as characters. Um, and then there were cheat codes to put in for things like uh, Penga, Penguin, uh, Entropy... Game and Oxide is a playable character. Mm. Fake Crash. Actually, I think Fake Crash was an actual legitimate one to get. But like all those sorts of things, like extra characters and stuff, you just like unlock them by putting cheat codes in as extra characters. It's like why are these just not in the game? I love. Yeah, like I said, it's cut for some reason. Yeah, I love it when you can basically break the game into giving you, probably not a cheat, but just a secret of some kind. Yeah. So mm. like, uh, melee, Smash Bros. Melee. Mm-hmm. There's a thing you can do where. I can't remember what mode you have to be in, but you need to have a second controller plugged in, and then they need to like not not move their controller. They have to move it to a certain spot, then not move it for something else. I can't remember how it works, hmm. but you start a map. You basically you can get to this asset. You can get to the map selection screen with player two not having chosen anyone, which usually won't let you do. If you do that, you pick a stage, and then they become crazy hand. They're master hand. Oh, that I don't think that was in melee. I think no, I think that was the Japanese only version of melee, or it was, or it was the N sixty four version. It was definitely melee. Because I remember hearing about that. Because there was another thing. There was always that myth with uh, melee that you could be towed if you shoot every uh, credit thing at the end. Yeah, which isn't true. No, <laughs> um, not that I ever did it. Obviously, but you you just look online now stuff like that. But it, yeah, with the cheat codes and stuff, it is. There are so many games that are like that. It is a uh, uh, mess. Hold on. <laughs> 4, 8, 12, 16. 20, it's 24. It's 24 buttons, that, that Crash Bandicoot code. Okay, cool. 24 buttons. Like, how the hell do you, could you ever know that without, like, being told by a developer or... Here's the, worst, here's the worst one is... Um, well, not the worst one, but one that actually impacts the game uh, is Halo 3. 
that whole thing in the last level of Halo where you have to jump through the rings in a certain order. Because I, I used to, <laughs> do you know what I used to remember that? I used to always know it. So yeah, we used yeah. to go with people. Like it was when the it's internet. To lot of the skulls, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was to actually get one of the skulls. Oh, you got yeah, an achievement for getting yeah, every skull. And it's like, it's three, four, five, four, six, three, four. Is that iron? That's the ridiculously hard skull next to the. You basically like, right. have a turn into a rogue like if you die, start um, again. No, I think it was one of the white ones. It, I think it was the Races. IWHB ID skull. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. I, I think it was that one. Oh, no, that one. That. No, that's the flood one. No, that's in the flood one, sorry. Oh. That's in Cortana. Um, when you have to, because a couple of them you have to, you know, grenade jump up to places, which makes sense, yeah. but. I remember one of the levels you have to do that. One of the really massive levels you're always in vehicles. Oh, the arc. You have to do it, and there's the, the, the columns when you drive past yeah, it in a tank. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They were cool, but the thing is, like, you, the, the certain levels, like the Ark of the Covenant, are so unfathomably colossal. You're just like, how would you, if you actually looked for that, like, how long would you be playing the game looking at every corner? Because some of those ones, like, so what's the one, like, on the last level, there's that thing where you have to go, like, the wrong way, essentially, and walk out to that corner bit. That's good. That's good, where that grunt is, and it, like, yells at you, and you, you can, you walk around it, and then you pick up the skull. It's like right, the, like a, a whole thing falls down, and then there's like a bit of cliff left, and there's a tiny bit sticking out of it. I remember. No, uh, that's how you, all the weird dancing man, the scuba, the guy in the, the bathing suit. Oh yeah. Oh, you can go outside the level and um, oh, standoff, and you can go to the satellites in the background. Oh yeah, we had pictures of that, didn't we? Well. Yeah. Us and comrade, we had photos of ourselves like doing that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Always like going out of bounds in a game like that is kind of can be really creepy and weird, like. In, in San Andreas, these are the places of the level that you were never meant to see. Yeah. yeah. In San Andreas, you do this really weird thing when you go into the gym that's on just off Grove Street. Yeah. You stand at the door and you do something with a jetpack and you can clip out of the room. Yeah. And then if you pick a direction and you jetpack that way for ages, you will eventually reach something. Something. Like it, it depends on which way you can go. It's just random content that I guess is just. I don't know why I don't understand game development to this point. Hidden away. They haven't deleted it. They just just moved it beyond any form of render distance. Just some random room and like some random people were in there maybe halfway clipping through the floor or something and it's just like what the fuck it's really creepy. Really creepy. Mm. Like ghosts in the games. Is that that, uh, Hitman contracts on the I think it's the second level you go into a gigantic hotel and that's that's where the whole level is. uh, I think it's probably the best level in the game. But there's a there's a floor you can go on which is like tapered off by police, and they're like, oh, you can't go in here. It's been a murder, and it all goes. When you walk in there, it all goes very very dark and horror movie, and it's like lightning flashing through the. It's all silent, mm. whatever. You go into the bathroom, and oh, if you look the into mirror the mirror, thing. and then look away, and then look back, you you. Or I think it's, I think it might be the first time actually. You look into the mirror, but you can see a ghost behind you. You turn around, it's gone, and then you look back, and it's it's not there anymore. Yeah, and I think you can see it in in the hallway as well. It's really creepy. Yeah, that sort of stuff is really cool. Um, I think I don't know if it's is it Resident Evil games where you can't see yourself in the mirror and things like that. But there's there's like I recall there being one that you look at something and an enemy. Maybe it's an amnesia or something. There's not amnesia because you'd know if it was in that. But there's a game I think where you look in the mirror and there's an enemy in the mirror and you won't, the enemy only basically hurts you if you see it in the mirror. Well, that's when you first see it. I, I can't remember if I'm making that up or that's from a film or something. <laughs> no idea. Okay. I'm just thinking the mirror, uh, Nido Angelo from. Dead McCoy one. Oh right, yeah. I've played that. I completed that game, but I can't remember the mirror. Oh wait, no, where you do that level where there's that thing that's doing exactly the same as you're doing, like the the doppelganger. You're thinking of Dead McCoy three. Is that Dead McCoy three? Mm-hmm. Doppelganger is Dead McCoy three, yeah. Oh, because I remember playing Devil May Cry 1, because uh, I... No, 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 not a few. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm not saying... <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely not saying it's, in, it's not in that game. I'm saying <laughs> it probably is in that game. But, the, oh, the mirror world is where you fight... 
Is it Nightmare? There's quite a few games the out. first time? Loads, actually. Mirror. You go into the mirror, and you fight Nightmare in that little area. <laughs> you do, actually. Yeah, you yeah. do. You don't find your doppelganger. You do go into a no, mirror. There's yeah. another game that's, that's got... I think it's... Is it Lara Croft? That's right. You go back later in the game and use the item to go into the mirror. Yeah, because that's the same room that you fight Phantom in. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of... Um, Devil May Cry 1 had the worst names. <laughs> yeah. I find with... Uh, are they making another Devil May Cry as well? Mm-hmm. Devil May Cry 5? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. So, did everyone, so just, did everyone just hate Dante then, the new one? Yep. Did you? Yep. Did you hate him because he just wasn't you, a good devil? You did, and then you played the game and was like, actually, this game is amazing. I like, the game is amazing, but the story and the character, I fucking hate it. They've just butchered that amazing story. They're like, let's modernise it. It's like, why? <laughs> they want to sit around the table and just think, wait, what does this add? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better when it's like, you know, more fantasy, demons, fucking guys with swords and shit. I know obviously this is demons and guys with swords, but it's all like they've had to make it in with technology I, and they I have like, to reimagine the characters. He's a fucking sport brat who's unlikable. I liked the way that they tried to kind of do something new with it and take it in a bit of a different direction and try something out. And it wasn't hugely popular. Yeah. I quite liked it just being something a bit more fresh and new. I appreciate, I understand, I appreciate uh, yeah, the trying. I understand why it wasn't as big as I thought it would. I think that it gets a lot of unjustified criticism because it's not the same as it was before. Yeah. I think true. people people hate on it for because it's not the old Dante, and not because it's a bad game. You know, And they say people. it's a terrible game because... Exactly. Yeah. You know there's those people because they'll yeah. say the game's bad. It's like, <laughs> I know I know you hate the characters, but you played the game. You actually controlled the character and like, played it. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, like, shit. It's like, look, but really though, you know it's fucking... <laughs> you know it's like potentially the best hack and slash mechanics has been so far. Yeah. Yeah, with the whole thing where you press the triggers and whatnot and it changes from light to heavy with the yeah. full fluidity of the different strength attacks. You've just got such mm-hmm. a variety of combos. It's, it's, I can't, I'd say it's almost unparalleled. I haven't played a game, I certainly haven't played a game that's got that sort of depth to it. Of the, not that depth. I don't think it doesn't have much depth, but no, it's I got mean, a lot of variety style. and it's, it's fluidity it's, in it. Oh, I yeah. think it's oh, fluid. So satisfying. Yeah, I think it's it's more the ease of complicated combos in a hack and slash game. Yes. Because like with certain ones like Ninja Gaiden or things like that, I think they probably have a lot of combos, but you have to, it's basically one button and you have to do weird timings and movements and yeah. stuff. Ninja Gaiden, I'm not really sure. I don't think it's... Uh, Bay- Bayonetta definitely impression. has it with um like you it's because it's just Y and B for punches and kicks, but it's uh, there's so many combos. And it's to do with like moving back and forward, back and then back to for- forward on the left thumbstick while pressing Y and stuff. Like combos is like these. I understand that like these are different ways of inputting combos, but like they just become so awkward to try and pull off that it's just you don't you never end up using them. You just use the standard ones because yeah. there's no reason to use the ones that aren't the standard ones. Yeah. Um, so unless they did particularly great damage, they never seem to do that. Yeah. But compared to that in DMC. A lot of the combos you have, then the, 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 there are a lot of variety in different uses to them, as well as then none of them are particularly difficult to try and pull off, and the, how easy it is to flick between which sort of like I guess a stance you want to use. Whether you want to use light attacks with more AOE or more heavy attacks, to just hit, hit one thing hard. Mm. It's so easy, and the gameplay is so fluid that it makes it incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bloody lovely. It is a great game. I love that one. But um, I was going to say, uh, swoop it back. Uh, 
with the with gaming uh, in general, uh, also back into into that sort of conversation, uh, with it comes to the industry more so than the oh, games itself. Fun. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, it's only because we came to the. You got to kill the movie, the gaming industry. Come on. Well, you know, it's got to be spoken about. You guys know a lot more about it than I do. Yeah. I mean, ranging from obviously the microtransaction, what that's done to I can't what country it was in Europe of like changing a law about Belgium it. and Belgium. So Belgium. exactly. So all these sort of things I think are really interesting that obviously I imagine most people listening to this are probably going to know at least a bit about this because well I'm just a filthy casual it so became, it became quite big news like it was all on BBC mm. News all that sort of thing about all these sorts of things going on <laughs> yeah. because yeah. people were well it was well, quite, we, quite bluntly it was avarice from game companies well, if we revert like developers publishers well, if we just pause that and instead of going deep in halfway through if we revert fucking hate EA come on Josh <laughs> <laughs> fuck Ubisoft as well <laughs> Michael I am still incredibly disappointed that you bought Battlefront 2 fuck you okay you're the problem uh, I am <laughs> I'm a filthy casual who buys like two games a year okay and I don't give a fuck about your price you, you love capitalism right. destroying my I want to car- clarify <laughs> don't you ever fucking tell me not to buy a Star Wars game okay Star Wars <laughs> games are, right, Force Unleashed means so much to me as a game I love it so much I'm getting it tattooed on my skin Star Wars games mate when Jedi Fallen Order was announced you know how excited I was you know how upset I am that 1313 and that fucking Uncharted one had been cancelled to, to a point, I get it. On face value, when you first say, like, you know, I love Star Wars, that's why I got it. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a free pass. But then I think, what if they just made loads of Dark Souls games, which is, you know, the best game ever made. And then <laughs> they, they just made more, and they were, like, they, they were just absolute, complete trash, money-grabbing, make-you-sick fucking loot box trash. Would I buy it just because I need to know what happens in the story? No. God fucking no. There are two God, no. There are two differences I'll, I'll put in here for that. Well, first of all is that the story to Battlefront 2 uh, is key to like understanding it's a new perspective of a part of Star Wars which people don't know about obviously between episode 3 and 4. And second of all uh, Yeah, you shouldn't have. Uh, this, is your, this is your punishment for arguing with me about Star Wars. The whole thing is is that Star Wars eight movies you know two massive series going to be a third and a fourth series coming out books comics uh, games all these things making this gigantic universe and this is quite a large story like a movie almost a movie amount of story from another perspective and that adds so much to the universe and there's more content that's going to come out that's going to reference that that I'm not going to understand if I don't play that game so and also I agree the loot box stuff is trash but but I didn't you know this is my only tiny little thing of, I didn't really play online very much I literally played the campaign I was like okay Yes, yeah, 40 quid. It makes ruins the industry, and I'm sorry, but Star Wars is the only game I do it for because it's Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. To, to be fair, they did take, like, <laughs> they, I think they, they estimated to sell, like, however many copies. They sold literally only, uh, and this sounds bad, but only. British sure they only sold, was it 10, like, 1 million or something? Or I have no idea. They, right. they sold so many less property copies. Than the, of that game than they than they budgeted to is insane, mm. and then right they went and did some retroactive bullshit. It's around 10, 10 million, they think. Uh, yeah, and I think it was they were trying to get twelve million. They missed target. Yeah, it's like, missed target. That's still a lot of they 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 wanted to sell like much more than that. Yeah, that's still a lot of game sales. But the fact that the community backlash about. Uh, was essentially by what is put in the industry when we talk about dollars and stuff. It's a $60 game and it then had pay to win loot box features in, which have now been retroactively removed and replaced with cosmetic content that is purchasable 
that was told to say, oh no, we can't put that into the game because of these reasons. Yeah. When then the, the game was data mined and found that the files for the cosmetics were there, which they then later released. And it's like... Contingency plan. It's like, <laughs> it's like I, I, I'm adamant that they were in fully intent on releasing these things that were then cosmetic afterwards, later, anyway. But they tried to like bullshit, essentially, mm-hmm. and work around it. And then... Oh, the other thing is, um, is it, which one's the first one? Is it Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War that's the first Shadow, one? Shadow of Mordor's the first one. So Shadow of War had a loot box system, which actually, admittedly, they've been admitted now, it literally broke the game. Really? Like, it, it, people say, oh, it's loot boxes, they don't affect the game balance. It's like, when you are playing a game and you're having to spend hours grinding for stuff that you can just buy, you're affecting the gameplay. Hmm. Like, yeah, you're paying it's for not, it's not It's not like cosmetics. It's actual things to use in the game. Yeah. And then they literally, they removed the loot box. They recently removed the loot box system and had to actually rebalance the entire game to make sure that it actually works again properly. Who, made, who made that game? Uh, Warner Brothers. Is yeah. Warner Brothers? Yeah. yeah, Warner Brothers. Any Warner Brothers can be that fucking scummy. I didn't know Warner Brothers made games. Yeah, they publish. They don't make, they publish. As like EA don't make the games, they publish the games. Yeah, they are the ones who put the money and they choose when it gets released. They do a lot of the promo for it. They they're like the producers of the. Oh yes, they the, the, they they publish, they produce. It. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, well, yeah, we know that Ubisoft they're quite bad for it as well. But is that also because they release so many Assassin's Creed games so close together without with half of them being broken? U- Ubisoft is a different story, and they're becoming they're showing promise. They're becoming oh. better. Yeah. They're still not there, but they're becoming better. Um, Ubisoft's whole thing was they were just like okay 2000 when, I don't know when the first one is listen, like 2013 right it's been a year release a new Assassin's Creed 2014 <laughs> it's been a year release another Assassin's Creed 2015 release another Assassin's Creed but it's not finished and it's fundamentally broken <laughs> release Assassin's Creed <laughs> which like, one was that? Uh, Unity yeah and it was it literally released in a completely broken state it was so broken it was so bad was it Arkham Knight did that as well didn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, the, the, the PC, the PC, yes. PC release, the PC. That's port, also Warner Brothers. The PC, yeah, that was Warner Brothers. Yeah. They sold. They basically they, they outsourced the PC port to some random fucking mm-hmm. company who like has done like one or two other games like terribly or something before. Mm. That's it. They just gave it to them and said you do it. it. Came and out they with... didn't do it because they had no fucking clue what they're doing. <laughs> and then they brought it out and then it was so bad as you pulled from Steam. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's one of the only, one of the only like, games that's been pulled from Steam. It had things like frame skips like the game that was meant to be able to run in like I don't know like probably 50 to 60 FPS because it probably wasn't fully optimised to have 60 FPS anyway <laughs> when it was built for the PlayStation 4. Um, it came out and these things would be like you'd be like driving along and be like uh, uh, <laughs> like jumping just jumping because it's it's going from like probably somewhere around 25 frames a second to like 5 frames per second and then back again or something. Like, it was to the point where it was not playable because you could not tell or see what was going on. And in a game especially... Like, I've seen videos, but I've never played it. I didn't buy it. I was like, one, it's not really my kind of game. Um, and two, like just seeing... I saw things of it and it's just like, oh, my, how was this thing made on Steam? And the other thing, right? Games, this is... Steam is a whole other kettle of fish, right? And just, they're trying to be... Think about if you if you're running a store, because that's what Steam is. That is a store. It is a storefront, right? Would you think, okay, I need to decide the quality and this, that, and the other, and make sure that things that I'm selling in my store are fit for purpose and okay to be sold? Was quality checking us the main yes. thing about being Steam does not do that. 
at all. They used Pretty to. much. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this in terms of what, how they used to be, but they used to do apparently too much quality control. People were complaining about it. So they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Well, that's what they did with that. When they are, you fucking sort it out. So they just let everything on. That's the green, they had the green light system. That Valve have done pretty much everything yeah. to separate themselves from quality control to the point where pretty much literally anything can get onto the Steam storefront. To the point, recently, in the last week, there have been asset flip games, which is, well, not even games, asset flips, that are basically people take online resources you can buy convert them into something with no like real changes apart from just putting them in there and then upload it to buy and they're uh, fitted essentially with the programming so that people download open up the game and it starts using their PC for cryptocurrency mining yeah what? how does that what? you can get like crypto viruses so you get a virus and what it'll do is it'll sit in the background you won't know it's there and it will use your processing power to mine Bitcoin for someone else and it'll send their data back to that what person. What do you mean mine Bitcoin? Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. You make Bitcoin using some sort of... I've no idea. I told you before, I have always no idea about... Yeah, I've got no idea how it works. Say. I don't know how it no. works. I don't, I don't get it at all. Okay. But you, there's some sort of computer process that you can put a computer through and over a very, very big period of time so do shitloads of calculations and stuff, you will get a Bitcoin. Right. Depending on how fast that computer is. It is basically generating Bitcoin yeah, as a cryptocurrency. Okay. So the um, idea is that you spread, if you made that virus and spread it out to the world, say you infect one million people, say all those, for argument's sake, one million people, all those one million people have their computers on at the same time. Yeah. You have one million computers mining Bitcoin for you. That is pretty crazy. The um, Bitcoin mining. Well, I was just going to say, Bitcoin right now, one Bitcoin is worth £5,750. That's after it crashed as well. It used to be somewhere, I think one Bitcoin used to be worth somewhere around like $10,000. It's currently, well, the, yeah, recently in the last like few weeks, the highest it's been is about $8,500. It's been much, much higher in the past. Yeah. But uh, the point uh, I wanted to lean on, lean on was in that is the whole cryptocurrency mining thing is exactly why graphics cards for computers are so expensive because people ba- graphics cards have so much internal processing power yeah. uh, that people will buy graphics cards, set them all up basically, all plugged into the same unit, and then use that to mine cryptocurrency. So people buy them all up mm-hmm. and it makes the rest of the market incredibly scarce because they're not easy to produce. So which which, so inflates, which inflates the price for literally everybody else. So right now, if you'd buy my my graphics card, is considered to be more expensive than it was when I bought it. What the graphics card I have now? How is considered to be more expensive than when I bought it? Because this influx of people, like normal people, trying to mine Bitcoin with graphics cards, has gone up in the last like year and a half. There's or so. supply and demand. Like there are only a certain amount of graphics cards, so they can only be produced so quickly. So So when everyone buys them up for cryptocurrency mining, and then there are people that are trying to get them to use for their PCs, like as general use, they can't because there's only so many, and it makes them really expensive. The same, it's the same, it's the same way that scalping happens. Yeah, I I know it's made scalping for people that don't know. Scalping is where. Uh, you may have like limited edition items with only a certain T- number. Tickets are the of easiest made. way to do it. Yeah, the tickets to a gig. Yeah. So if you there will only ever be say like let's for example say there's ten thousand tickets to a gig. If one person buys one thousand of those and then all the other nine thousand all go, that person the, the demand for that gig because somebody's bought well, one single person has bought one thousand tickets, that person can then sell them on for like 
easily upwards of twice the price that they paid for each per each individual ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is one of the single most scummiest things I have ever seen people do. Yeah. Mm. There isn't like a corporation that's doing it because that's what corporations do. Yeah. And I don't like the corporations do it. I still hate the corporations do it. Mm. But I expect it of corporations because that's what they're like. I don't expect regular people to do this. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I didn't, with the whole cryptocurrency data mining thing, I didn't even know that was a possibility. That's absolutely insane. But yeah, that, I was going to say, when you were talking about, um, the gaming, as in, on Steam, people can upload anything. One of the first things I thought of was, okay, it was two things. First of all, is one which is, okay, there's going to be games released that are broken, unfinished, and quite frankly shit. And people are going to, like, say, okay, this is terrible, I want a refund. And it's going to cause a to ripples, and some people probably aren't going to get their money back or something like that. But then also, people downloading a game and thinking it's trusted software or whatever just a pure virus you just freely downloaded it putting like it's got I imagine it, it scans with something it's got I mean it's on the Steam yeah. store it must have some level of like malicious software scanning true but I imagine obviously people actually playing it and doing a sort of system of checking it but would probably find you more you are correct about however much stuff there is on there that ends up with being broken unplayable doesn't work doesn't even open games have made it onto Steam where they can be downloaded and in well not installed. Uh, actually, no, yeah, they can be installed and everything, but there's no .exe file. There's no executable file, so the game literally cannot be opened. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Things the things have made it onto Steam like that. I can't. Jesus, I have no I idea who the hell's buying these games. Do you no. see those games and you're like, who the fuck would even download that for free, let alone people, pay money for it? Well, either people who are dumb or people who are really skint and it's like if you see a game that's for free and you're like I can't afford to buy loads of these no, cool fans I don't think you understand well, you, you bought that game what was that game on the like... Xbox indie store which was that cowboy game where it's literally like a square and you're just it's a cowboy and you're fighting zombies and it's like the worst not the worst but it's oh, terrible nuclear wasteland uh, yeah that was it <laughs> so many of them <laughs> yeah so like you've it's... done them. we've done other games before we thought are so bad that are good like they're not but like on the Xbox yeah store, it's a bit different for a that's on the Xbox that's on the Xbox Arcade. Like, the Xbox Arcade is heavily, heavily curated. Yeah, but I didn't even think about curation. Steam, if you're on Steam, well, there's not that much on, on Arcade, play, on the Arcade. Um, not compared to Steam, no. no. Yeah. Not. Even yeah. Sony is going very much downhill with the things that have come out on the Sony online store that are just online release only for download are atrocious quality. Really? And they're being sold really? for like £15. Whoa. Yeah. It's, uh, it's absolutely insane. What were you going to say, Reese, about, uh, about Nuclear Wasteland, like the... That's great. It wasn't great though. It sucked. No, but that game is so bad. It was. It was funny. But what I'm saying is, it was intriguing because I think it actually did cost money. I think it was like ten. Oh yeah, it was like eighty Microsoft points. That's eighty Microsoft points. Yeah. Yeah, because so I, like, I had random points to spend, and I saw it, and there's not many things on there. So I was like, "What can this actually I hate be?" Made it onto the store. I despise conversion point things. I want to say that in any stretch of any scam. place, it triggers me so much. It's like it's we could sell this for ten pounds, which is how much you want to pay for it, or you have to convert points into fifteen pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. It's, yeah. That is the only reason it exists. It's yeah. so scummy. It's so annoying. They dropped well, it now. I think they dropped it and everything, haven't they? Good, I hope so. Uh, should be a fucking. Did you mean in Microsoft? Most things have dropped that kind of system. Uh, not most. Like uh, well, I, uh, things are starting to drop them. Microsoft I just has. think in terms sure. in terms of like if you're going to offer did. microtransactions, I stand firmly behind the idea of one. If you're if someone is buying a game for game from you, that's not a free to play game. You should not expect to be making continuous revenue from the microtransaction of the game. If you're selling a game and you're selling a game for a cost. You should expect to be able to have made a good enough game to make a profit on selling that game alone. 
Or if yeah. the microtransactions, in a sense of not breaking the game in, I know you say free to play, but other games where, for example, I suppose DLC isn't quite the same as microtransaction. I think that's the problem. I'm thinking of more like adding things in the game and the revenue goes towards putting more into the game. Like the more you keep buying, like like the Smash characters on Smash Bros, and that's technically DLC, but they're quite cheap in a lot of ways. It's small transactions to get these things, but it does go towards the company, and hopefully the company will then keep releasing content to, for you to then keep buying, and it does actually add stuff. And I think the line is obviously where we draw between, obviously characters or stages, or depending on the game, of more actual content compared to more variations in detail in a sense i'm not saying about costumes and stuff but like the the battlefront you know here's a gun that's better than all the other guns okay you've literally broken the game that, fuck that you battlefront was completely unacceptable and every community battle actually about it was completely justified and that's the end of part one thanks as always for tuning in guys um, as I said in the intro, part two will be released next week, and we talk about the gaming industry a lot more. It's a lot more about the politics of the gaming industry. You know, we talk about DLC, pre-orders, loot boxes, season passes, Call of Duty, bad losers, pay to wins. Uh, we talk about special editions and the fact that Ubisoft have got an Assassin's Creed game with more than five, that more than five editions of one game coming out, and I go into a little bit of detail about them. We talk about EA, Ninja Theory, Visceral. Um, we talk about the sort of the publisher and the creatives sort of the game developers and the publisher sort of relationship and what happens there uh, we then delve into sort of the whole thing that happened with james gunn the director of guardians of the galaxy uh, and political correctness in games and then we kind of you know wrap it all up talking about violence in video games women in video games uh, we speak about doki doki literature club a little bit and kind of go into self-aware games a little bit um and then we talk about boob physics a little bit um and we talk about sort of women being empowered and we use we speak about games such as Bayonetta and, and our opinions on the over sexualization of her if it's too much if it's fine it sort of we just talk about that sort of thing so the next episode is a lot more about the politi or the political side of the gaming industry and that sort of thing uh, whereas obviously this one was a lot more about the games themselves yeah that, that's more or less it i mean you know don't forget to like us on instagram twitter facebook uh, leave us an itunes review you don't even have to write anything you can just do a little cheeky five star review if you think we deserve it um otherwise you can email me um you can message us on twitter facebook any of those sort of things i'll always uh, respond i keep switching between we and i whenever i do these things because i like to sound like yeah it's us together we but it's just me doing it but you know we as a community um, last week's podcast was one with uh, my friend Steve. He's a homosexual man, and it's uh, it's a fantastic chat. We speak about sort of him coming out as gay, um, how his family took it, the LGBTQ plus community, growing up gay in the eighties, uh, Polari, which is the secret gay language, which I didn't even know existed, obviously because I'm not homosexual. We grew up when you know being gay was illegal in Britain. Um, so we talk about that and stuff. So if that sort of thing interests you, then you know make sure you check that one out too. Um, as always guys thank you so much for listening I really appreciate anyone listening this far in it you know, really means a lot to me um, and I'll talk to you next week